folks. This episode may contain adult themes and swear words, mainly because I can't be asked to edit them out anymore. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Top 2 Inches Summer Special, the British and Irish Lions Tour of South Africa. Uh, what is coming up on this episode? Obviously, as ever, hopefully, um, Ollie will be here again this week. We found it really difficult to marry up our schedules, but I've been assured he has a half an hour window and hopefully we will be able to jump in together and uh, give our kind of view um, on the last uh, last week, uh, in particular, Razi Erasmus um, and his hour long uh, critique. Uh, of the the referee's uh, performance in the first half, we'd also have a little look at the uh, obviously the second test between the uh, Lions and the the Box from Cape Town. We'll probably check out uh, and chat about what what happened in that and, and the aftermath of that game, um, and we'll also look at the uh, the news from in and around the game. Anyway, I've definitely waffled on enough now. Let's just crack on with this episode. <laughs> Hello, mate. How's it going? Hi, mate. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I know we're both short on time today, so I guess when yeah, I kind of... Cr- at least we got together this week, mate. It's good. It's good. I'm... Mate, absolutely. Do you know what? Last week, I, I was like Batman without Robin. My, side, <laughs> my sidekick Lost. wasn't there. Lost without me, mate. Lost without me, aren't you? Well, uh, t- ten people blessed and still listen, so you know, fair play to them. I'm assuming I'm assuming you were one of them. Um, <laughs> oh, of course, mate. Absolutely. I nine times, I think. So I don't know the other person. <laughs> no, true. Neither do I. I'm just going to very, very quickly start with the news um, because obviously this week has just been lions crazy. Um, the Great British Ladies team made it to the semi-finals of the, um, obviously, the Rugby Sevens over in uh, Japan. Yep. Unfortunately, lost in the semi-final to France, I think it was, and then in the bronze playoff to Fiji. So, massive shame for them. New Zealand eventually went on to win the title, um, and GP first game actually was against New Zealand, and they came from 28-0 down, I think New Zealand did. So, yeah, massive shame for the ladies, but fair play for getting that far and doing as well as you did. Um, yeah, same, same with, I think you mentioned the men last week, didn't you? But um, Yeah. Same for them, wasn't it? They lost out in the uh, in the bronze playoff, didn't they? But, I think so. I think so. Yeah, they lost to Argentina, didn't they, in the third, third and fourth playoff, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, not a bad showing. Disappointed. We didn't come away with any medals. Um, and I've obviously got to chat about this because it's Tigers, and we all love a good Tiger story. Um, Hoshi Sumaka, a Tongan, has just signed for the Tigers. Um, he has, he's a 29-year-old, um, spent the last five years in Japan. Three of them were the super rugby side, the Sunwolves. Uh, he's represented Tonga at sevens um, before making his debut against New Zealand this year. And Borthers has described him as a prolific try scorer. And I have, I did send you some footage and I have watched some footage of, of this guy. And yeah, he looks pretty decent, to be fair. Yeah, mate. Um, 
you did you did send me some. I, I'm sure I, you enjoyed watching. Loved it, loved it. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, potential there definitely, isn't it? If he can uh, fit in with the Tiger squad and the and the Premiership, then uh, he could have an impact. Uh, yeah, so thanks. I, I love a bit of Tigers. Uh, Tigers input every week from you. It's uh, That's the, well, very mate, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know you enjoy it. I know you do it. Anyway, mate, let's just get down to business because, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and break this down to three categories. I want to talk about Razzie's rant. I want to talk about the Lions game and then the aftermath of the Lions game because there is social media has exploded. Everything's gone fucking crazy. Um. And then maybe just finish up with the fact that Dwayne Vermeulen could be back for the box for the final test and is a decider. Awesome, yeah. news. awesome news that is. Um, I, I obviously Razzie's Razzie's maybe I shouldn't say rant. Razzie's television uh, explosion obviously happened. He went into a long hour-long detailed critique of um, the referees. Decision making in the first half, uh, first test, and and what kind of came out on top was the fact that he felt that the referee was biased, biased towards the Lions, or or missed a lot of decisions that Razzie felt impacted, I guess, on the South Africans' team and potentially the result. Um, I, I like I said, I went through the whole hour, um, and okay, and. <laughs> And sorry, mate, my little boy is still here with me. Um, and it was um, what's the word? Really, it was interesting. I think there were several points that there was a couple of points I did agree with. I did agree with the fact that it appeared that the referee wasn't speaking the same to Khaleesi as he might have done to Alan Wynne Jones, but the rest of the um, kind of what's the word points that he was making were, were pretty just game incidents. And like he said at the start of his his broadcast, he, you know, the Lions team could have probably done exactly the same and found exactly the same number of incidents. I think the total incidents were 26. Um, so, yeah, I just wondered what your kind of thought was. What is there a place for this in the game? I mean, yeah. I, per I think personally, World Rugby have let this go on too long. Um, I don't even think they properly stepped in yet, and they needed to kind of step in like pretty much straight after he did it. Yeah. Um, well, to, to answer your question, my opinion is 100% there's not a place for that in the game. Um, I, I think Razi Erasmus is totally, 100%, totally out of line. Um, and I agree. I think World Rugby need to. Um, Really, make an example of him. I think I think they need to come down hard and uh, and penalise him because I, I I um it's just disgraceful, isn't it? I mean, we we all know what what Raz. I mean, there's a difference between the sort of uh, you know Eddie, Eddie Jones is great, isn't it? You know, pl playing up in the media, the mind games, and all the rest of it, isn't it? Whatever you, you're saying, you're doing it, take taking the uh, the attention away from the players, whatever they say they're doing, but you know. You get you get that, and that's fine. That's you know, having a little dig at your opposition um, head coach, manager, or, or or the opposition team. But um, no, just cu coming out and 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 uh, listing a video like that, and and essentially tearing apart the referees and and 
and criticising ref. It's just there's, no, there's no place for that. It's uh, it's not what rugby's about at the end of the day, is it? And it's um, no, absolutely. I, like, I, yeah, yeah. And, and like you say, yeah, okay, he's picked out, but the, you, you you could pick out probably as many, if not more, incidents the other way, uh, as in South Africa instance against the Lions, and and in reality, you can do that in probably every top flight game or any game of rugby that you referees are referees at the end of the day they're doing on the whole a very good job and they're doing the very best they can but it's a fast moving game and not even the best referee in the world even with the uh judges and tmos they're not going to get every single thing a not going to catch every single thing and they're not going to get every decision 100 necessarily correct so that's just nature of the game isn't it but um yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely, and I, and like I said, it's I I I can I could genuinely see his point about Khaleesi and being spoken to by the referees and 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 how you know Alan Wing Jones was potentially spoken differently, but again, you could you could say that about five or six hundred games that have gone past, whether they be internationals or or club games, if you've got yeah. two captains badgering you in the ear, you know. You're going to say to one, "Hang on a second, aren't you?" You're not going to say, "Yeah, I, 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 yeah." You watch if you if you watch the sort of playback in line with what he's saying there, but um, I, uh, I personally, I think that is that's just massively the mind games thing, isn't it? Because it's, uh, uh, you know, playing on the uh, well, he completely heartstrings of a poor, poor South African, you know, especially with the, with the sort of backstory to Khaleesi, isn't it, coming from nothing and yeah. Uh, and you know, into a, a superstar rugby player, but you, you know, I, I would say flip side to that is maybe that's uh, a reflection of him as a, uh, a top flight international captain up against Alan Wynne Jones, who's got a lot more experience. And you know, they if, if if he's not if he's not if, if if his voice is not being heard, then maybe he needs to make sure it is heard. Do you know what I mean? Alan Wynne Jones yeah. made his voice was heard, so you know what I mean. That that lies on the captain's shoulders, doesn't it? So. Yeah, he's too polite. In other words, yeah, whatever it is, but you know, you can't like coming out with excuses. It's uh, and I think I think in, in, the, in the heat of a battle in a game, you have got to get your voice across. If if you need to put a point across as captain, you've got to make sure you do whatever you can to make sure the referee, yeah. you know, hit your side of the argument, so to speak, isn't it? Yeah, and I think I think what like, like Erasmus literally, what's the word? He put structure to the entire narrative of the build-up to the game and the game itself. He did what he had, what he felt he had to do to get his side an opportunity, opportunity to potentially turn the series around. Because obviously they were staring down the barrel of a loaded gun, a two you know two defeats on the bounce. Um, you know, South Africa are then questioned, are they the greatest team? You know, are they the World Cup winning team? Is Erasmus one of the greatest coaches there have ever been? You know, he's, uh, he's really... But I just... For me, there's no place in the game. You know, Andy Goode on his podcast alluded to the fact, is it any different to what Warren Gatlin does in the press? Well, yeah, I think it actually is because with Warren Gatlin, he'll do snippets in the, in the press. They're snippets. They're not uh, an hour-long tirade rant about you know the decisions that the referees make but i do think i do think razzy was quite clever in his approach and you know when he started the kind of conversation you, you know he i think he said the lions could probably do exactly the same what i'm doing here obviously i'm paraphrasing but, but that's, that's the point though isn't it they can yeah. so what is the point like we, we can they can all the top coaches can get their uh um analysts to to pick out 
these points and moments in the game and then have a little hour-long bill going along with the video. Like they, they do that week in, week out, don't they? For yeah, for the players and for the squad. So it's just pointless. Like every coach can do that, but the point is, you just shouldn't be doing it. I think I think you should do it within your camp, isn't it? But not yeah. Yeah, I think it's okay to do it within your camp, and I think it's okay to have a conversation with the referee in private. But sticking it out on social media, where everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon, and you know we've jumped on the bandwagon effectively because we're talking about it. Um, You know, that's just it's not not necessarily what's needed. I think, and it kind of it does kind of bring me into the game now because if you watch the game. In the first five minutes, there was an almighty punch-up, well, handbags, and then the referee has literally come in and laid down the law to both captains, and it set the standard for the kind of the game ahead, and you saw it. Every time one of the captains would come up and try and talk, or both captains would try and talk to him, you could clearly see the linesman and the referee saying, no, I'm not talking to you, Khaleesi, I'm not talking to you, Alan. I'm going to confer and make a decision on what's presented to me by the TMO with my colleagues. And that's how it kind of went out. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, um, you know, essentially, Razi Erasmus is, is um, a top coach. Um, he's, he's looking like all of them for every little added advantage and an extra uh, on the opposition, isn't it? And and this is part of it, isn't it? It's all been part of his build-up um, um, in line with what he's doing with the squad and what they actually um, ended up doing on, on the park on the day, wasn't it? And, and what you can't take away is they got it very, very uh, tactically um, and emotionally the, the performance was, um, was superb, oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on, it was on point. Um so you can't take that away from them, but but the bit where he's got it wrong and it shouldn't be part of that is is this uh, criticism of the referees out, out in out in it just shouldn't be there, should it? But uh, but yeah. it worked. And the day what he'll say, isn't it? Is uh, well, we yeah. got we got the best picture, and that's all they care about, isn't it? But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to- totally agree on that one. I do think though, just let's just break it down again. So the first half I thought was quite competitive. Everybody, you know, is kind of saying it was boring and dull, and I mean, I quite enjoyed it because. You know, it was an arm wrestle. It was power against power. It was you brutal, know, mate. It's brutal. Absolutely. You know, right from the first like few minutes, there were fucking hits flying in. There were people getting leathered. There were people getting totaled. It was a proper, you know, the the, the game in in as a as a whole match, which I think was probably one of the longest matches ever recorded. It was well over two hours. Um, it was a total role reversal. You know, the, the obviously the last week the Springboks were going into the lead in the first half. Lions came back, and this time it was the other way around. Lions obviously were in the lead, and then the Springboks in the second half. You cannot take anything away from them. Whatever kind of happened at half time, I think the bomb squad was used more effectively. They came on after about 60 minutes and up the tempo. I don't think that our bench as, were as good as they were the week before. Um, and in general, the Springboks just kind of stood up um, and do what they do best. That kind of relentless physicality suffocated the game away from them. You know, uh, there was a spell in the first test in the second half where South Africa made about seven or eight penalties, you know, after each other. And we did exactly the same in the second half of the second test. So it was a real row reversal from the first test. 
Um, and yeah, nothing. You can't take anything away from South Africa. They they were phenom- phenomenal. I wouldn't have wanted to be on that pitch. I'd have been like that. No fuck that shit. That <laughs> kept me to the bar. Um, you know, you can't. They just yeah, they just dominated every facet of the game. And when you kind of when I kind of thought when they took um, Visa off at number eight, brought on Lou Diego. Look at the man mountains in the line out that Ken Owens, who's now just come freshly onto the field, has to kind of has to deal with. No, yeah. hooker, any hooker would have probably crumbled a little bit in that respect, wouldn't they? Any world class hooker, it would have been a tough day at the office. Yeah, uh, agreed. And that you know, the line outs was just one aspect, wasn't it? They, 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 in particular, like you say, in that last, uh, certainly the second half, last 20 minutes in, in particular, they, they just. Everything they dominated, um, but they had just total dominance. I think was the thing. That's what I took from it. I, it's, I'll be honest. It's it's actually really concerning. The, for me, the first test was very similar. I thought in the first half, it was a real arm wrestle. Um, you know, physical, brutal, just exactly what you you would expect anyway from a uh, a test against South Africa. But then the second half performance from the Lions, they, they massively upped it. The, the guys coming on were, were more, like you said, uh, influential than, than the South Africa. And in the first test, the, it was clear that a lot of the South African players um, were tiring, certainly in the last uh, sort of 20 minutes. Yeah, they um, definitely didn't definitely didn't on Saturday. Didn't no, they, they, they didn't. And, I, and I, the, the most concerning thing for me is, is they were, their, their win at the weekend was more uh, convincing and dominant than the Lions win in the first test. Yeah. Um, and that, that worries me in all honesty, going into the third test. So uh, um, just, just the way they went about it and, and how that game did, um, that's, you know, morally motivational and all the rest, that's going to be hard for the Lions to, uh, to pick themselves up from and come back from, I think just, uh, yeah, I'm not saying they can't do it, but, it's a tough, tough, good time. Yeah, um, definitely. definitely. South Africa have got the upper hand in, in the uh, driving seat. Yeah, the series, I, I would, I would, yeah, I would absolutely agree on that one. Echo your comments as well. I think it's it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, but let's just let's just stick with this game at the moment because we can talk yep. about what Warren Gatlin might want to do or or what we think he should do. Marcus Smith. Um, right. <laughs> so uh, there were. Lots of incidents in this game where after the game, again, social media explosion, Twitter, mainly Instagram, the lot. <clears throat> and I just want to kind of run through them in a bit of an order. So in the initial stages of the first half, there's a tackle that Mako Vinopola put in on Etzebeth, where it looks like his shoulder um, has gone into Etzebeth's head. People are saying that he was lucky to get away with that. Fine. You know, that was obviously missed by the referee at the time. Um, Van der Merwe's sort of spear tackle on Peter Steph de Toy, which ultimately saw um, Steph de Toy go off injured. Yeah. If you look at the first game, Watson's got a spear tackle on Willie LaRue. This one actually looks worse because um, he kind of lands on his back. Um, Hogg being accused of biting Willie LaRue's arm. Looking at the picture that I'm looking at now, I can understand why people think he might have bitten his arm. But then to me, I'm not 100% sure if Hogg's not just thrown, put his face into his arm 
to stop LaRue potentially swinging at him. I don't know. Not that you're going to swing at anybody because it's, um, you know, there's so many cameras, you'll be, you'll be fucked effectively. Uh, obviously, there was um, Mario Toji's leg across uh, the centre's chest, um, which I think me and you both quite enjoy because it's a proper bit of shithousery and, and part of the game. I don't actually see an issue with that, but a lot of people are obviously bubbling up about that one. Um, not to mention Cheslin's Colby's, you know, he could have been red carded on two occasions in the first half. Um, you know, they're all up for the sighting commissioner. Um, Fafter Kirk's apparent shoulder charge or head shoulder into um, Murray's, Murray's uh, face just before half time when the Lions were on the line going for the try. Um, all those ones were quite visual. And every everybody's kind of aware of them. They're all in the field. But the one that actually I think is, and the only one that's gone to the sighting commissioner is apparently Sinclair's bit in um, the second row. What's he called? Mustat. In about the 64th minute. Didn't see it. You can hardly see it on the video footage that I've seen. You can't, you can't see anything. There's no conclusive evidence. So that must mean that Mostat's pretty confident that Sinclair has bitten him. He must have a mark on his arm or something. But why wasn't the game stopped at that point? Why hasn't he gone to the referee at that point and says, sir, I have been bitten. I believe it's this person. Can you mark it down or can you tell someone so they can review it later? I didn't see any of that during the game. Didn't hear any of that. And I'm just wondering if, again, if, it, if, it's, if it's South Africa trying to portray us as a bunch of animals because i've seen quite a lot of memes and social media stuff where they're like is warren gatlin feeding the lions they all must be hungry you know ha 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 it's just is again social media being used to kind of ramp up the final final test do you think well sorry mate i've just completely gone on a rant like razzy there <laughs> i yeah i i don't know mate. it's uh I, I i'm not you know my sort of view i'm not really one to apart moments in the game too much once it's it's done and dusted but that, you know if, if, if things are cited and that's up for the citing officials to to do but my my yeah I think probably a lot of it is South Africa are whatever you want to call it dirty play dirty tactics they're they're throwing muck they're doing whatever they can but that's that is the South African way especially with someone like Razi Erasmus in in charge um that's that's just how that's just that's just what they do and how they do it you know they they play they play dirty traditionally on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, so, you know, this is just all part of it. But the, I think what they're taking advantage of there and here and is where we are in the game overall with uh, with how the sort of rule changes and, and red cards, yellow cards and, uh, you know, the situation we're there now. And the, the, the concerning thing is it's just it's just lack of consistency, isn't it, across the across yeah. the globe essentially because you know other people have commented but it's exactly that but if this if these two games had been premiership games there'd be hardly anyone left on the pitch at the end of the day would there it'd be uh, yeah so absolutely the, the, the sort of the standard or level of refereeing and, and, and what they're uh, the decisions they're making are not consistent with what we see in other you know at home in the premiership and and, and, and like isn't it so but at yeah. the end of the day, I, I always say, you know, like, you know, you know what's coming with the South Africans. You know, potentially that the refereeing is going to not 
is going to be of a different sort of standard and decisions going slightly different to what you're used to back in you know at home in the prem and whatever. But you've got to play. You got you got to play the game as it is, isn't it? So play within whatever parameters and boundaries that uh, that you are. Unfortunately, there isn't a level. There isn't a consistency there, and you've you've just got to adjust as a group and certainly on the field, isn't it? And, and in in the heat of it, if, if if referee decisions are going a certain way uh, that you weren't expecting, then you just got to adapt and go with it. That's what uh, what these guys should be doing. They're top level professionals at the end of the day, isn't it? That, yeah. That's that's what didn't happen in the game. There just wasn't any change, and they went out with a certain tactic. From what I saw, anyway, it's, you know, it's the wrong tactic, clearly, uh, to beat South Africa, and and uh, and they didn't adjust. There was there was almost like. No, no plan B. They just carried on. Yeah, and it didn't work. And yeah, they got they got that. they got ground and ground down. And it was almost like heads dropping. I, I felt like the light. It was say the polar opposite to the second half. But the the worrying thing is the lions looked like they were running out of steam. Oh um, mate, they, they look fucked. Yeah, it's it's concerning, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Can I just ask a question? Because I at the time, I genuinely thought Cheslin Colby with that hit on. Um, uh, Murray. Murray, the kick yeah. through. I, I thought that was a red card all, card all day long, and I really, yeah. I really, I really like how Sky Sports have had Nigel Owens on hand to kind of give his on the point refereeing view, and or, and also after the game, yeah. um, and you know he talked about mitigation and 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 all those kind of things. And one of the big things he kind of chatted about was the fact was, you know, was Dan Bigger and another player in. Colby's kind of eye line and he, you know, in his way, and he couldn't stop. But realistically, Kobe went round him and still met, made the hit, so he wasn't. People were saying he was focused on the ball and not the player. Realistically, he should be focusing on the player, not the ball. I just felt he could have quite easily pulled out. And I think potentially, like Nigel said, Nigel was probably right. Murray, obviously, to defend himself and protect himself, throws out a leg and an arm. To, to lessen the impact on his body, whereas if he hadn't done that and just fallen flat on his face, then potentially Colby would have been off for a red card. But that that shouldn't be the point that he'd done that. Colby took him out in the air. You know, it's really interesting because he was right on the sideline. If all he had, realistically, he would have been in a better position to let Murray take the ball, not compete, hit the ground, and deck him into touch, and then South Africa get the ball. Yep. It's just these international players, they're, they're international players for a reason. They're quality players. Colby should have known better. And if he had got a red card, he would have completely deserved it. Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, on that, that one in particular, I, I agree. I, that, for me, that was a red card. And I think, going back to the comparison to the Premiership and the refereeing there, that, that would be a red card every day, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, it's just, oh, I don't know, mate. It's like the fact that you're high, we're, we're, we're picking out someone, a player like Chesling. Colby for a couple of um, incidents where he's technically been out of line defensively is is very sad for the game. Like what we should be focusing on after a game is his brilliance in attack, and <laughs> we haven't seen that in either game from Chesley Colby. That's, no. that's a sad thing for the game, in my opinion. It's neither yeah. of the, these teams have been. Yeah, that I, I love absolutely love as as do you like the the, the physicality and, and the brutalness, especially you know the two packs just going properly That's going it, yeah. that that you know that is what rugby union is all about, isn't it? But 
have have we seen attractive, um, good good viewing rugby to go with that? And and no, we haven't. Sadly, have we? It's uh... no, definitely not. It's been definitely a, a tour for the purists. And I, I saw a few things again on social media um, where people saying it's probably the most boring tour the Lions have ever had. Yeah, and I, 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 I you know, I, I actually think it's a concern for the game going forward that, that this is where we are when you get to the I mean we've seen some lovely rugby in, in the premiership over the last season but there's there's arguably reasons for it. I know there's been certain rule changes that start to encourage a bit more of that style of play but um, um and you say like it's rugby for the purists and I, I, I agree with that to some extent but um actually is is just just um you no know, sort of physical dominance and, and kicking penalties is that really what the purists want to see? I mean, for me, purist rugby is is having that ultimate um, physicality um, and 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 real forwards going uh, going at each other. But also, yeah. when you when you've got opportunities to to run good back moves and use fast attack attacking skillful backs to to do that, do you know what I mean? And there's just not enough of that. I think when it gets to real tight top level games it just closes up doesn't it and it's uh... yeah I think I think you're absolutely right I think I, I think I would go back to the World Cup and just say though I, I did think the World Cup showed that international level you can have you've got to get the balance of the two right haven't you yeah, um, yeah, yeah. okay but, so but maybe... what I, all I'm saying is like it's uh, you know one of the things well rugby going on about the time is trying is trying to increase the level of support and get more people involved in the sport and, and, and creating a game that attracts and, and, and invites people but you know, if you if you were someone coming new to rugby union and watching those, is is that really going to get people excited and uh, and wanting to get involved in the game? I don't. <laughs> no, mate, probably not. I don't think I need to answer that, but <laughs> no, I'll answer it. No, no, it's not. It's yeah, not. So um, that's, that's that's what needs to be. I mean, it's it's a wider thing, isn't it? It's a, yeah, and it's a, it's we're, a valid. We're not just talking, this is not just focus on the, you know, it's not not blame on the Lions and South Africans, um, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's a wider issue, isn't it? I think that. Some changes need to be made in the game, to, to, in my view, to make it uh, make it more appealing. At the end of the day, isn't it? And yeah, no, that's fair, mate. That's absolutely fair. I agree. I'm not going to go on too long. It's probably a, we could probably do a whole pod on it, mate. <laughs> probably could, mate. We probably could, but we both of us literally don't have the time. Um, so, just moving ahead to next week's game, what Scotland and the Lions need to do to uh, take the third test and the series away from South Africa? Who would you bring in? Um, in all honesty, mate, I there's there's, there's, a, there's a few that you know just just on sort of performance, you could say uh, making some changes. You're talking back three, maybe bringing in Liam Williams and um, potentially Josh Adams instead of uh, Van der Meer and Hoggy. Unfortunately, Hoggy didn't have his best game, did he? No. Uh, centers, uh, unfortunately, Harris didn't have the impact we were all hoping he would have. Henshaw, I thought overall had a good game. Um, so really, it's it's who's going to partner that? Do you, do you go Farrell? Do you go Aki? Um, and then Marcus yeah, Smith I, at ten. I, sorry, Marcus Smith at ten. <laughs> It'd be lovely, yeah. It'd be lovely, mate. But um, I don't think it's going to happen, is it? They're not no. they're not going to go gun ho that much. I, I think I think it'll just be a few tweaks. But the, what what we don't know um, and what what it needs is is essentially selecting the guys who have still got 
energy and motivation to 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 go because it, it just looked a bit dull, didn't it? Uh, yeah. A lot of the yeah. they'd lost they'd lost energy, literally that, wasn't it? It was uh, so it really needs, and only Gatlin can decide which players have have got that. But is is because it's going to be brutal. It is going to be yeah brutal, I, I think... and they're they're going to need to come up with some tactics that I I can't answer for one mate, but. Uh, no, I think I think you're absolutely right in what you're saying. I think I, I for me personally, I would Hoggy and Van der Merwe would be gone. I think they both got shown up in a, in a number of times during the game. I think Adams and Liam Williams to come in, who are both, you know, good try scorers, good in the air. If we're going to obviously, if South Africa come with the aerial bombardment again, um, I, I'm I'm really struggling with the centre partnership. I think I would probably go Farrell over Bundiaki. And Dan Bigger at ten. I think Ali Price should come back in at nine, and Win Jones should come in at loose head if he's fit. Uh, Rory Sutherland, bless him, came on and just you know it wasn't good. Mako went from the first test and not a particularly good second test. Uh, I do like. I do think maybe Tag Burn needs to go, and maybe Hamish Watson. Uh, you know, people. Was, I, I've seen heard things about Curry. He was great, and I heard people saying Curry wasn't great at all. So yeah, I mean it's going to be a really, really difficult Curry, week. Curry, for... Curry, Curry's number one back row still for me, mate. But um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, actually, personally, I would one of the tactics I would personally really target is just massively spoiling and attacking breakdowns. You've got to get the upper hand in that. Um, so for me, I, I, I would probably, I, I would probably have a go with Curry and Watson in the back row. Um, yeah, and uh, and hopefully the likes of Atoji doing what they do to the best of their ability and just essentially being another back row and a disruptor. At the end of the day, like <laughs> we, you got to keep the ball off them. <laughs> I know it's yeah. simple to say, isn't it? But the the they, the, the control and dominance they had, uh, especially in that second half, you just got to keep the ball off them because they they outplayed us completely. Halfbacks. I think I don't know whether there's a question mark on Faf because I know he went off injured, didn't he? But uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, the kicking from Faf and, and Pollard was almost back to his best, wasn't he? He was uh, he had a great game, but uh, yeah, they look really lethal. To be fair, really lethal. We, we just got to have more possession. That's we are, you're not going to win against South Africa, especially when they get start to get in front. They just control it with their uh, dominance, the physical dominance, and and. The way that the style that they play, which they showed, didn't they, in that second set? Yeah, definitely. So just to just to wrap this episode up, mate. Um, yep. Van uh, Vermeulen, Dwayne, the man, the beast, integral integral part of South Africa's game plan during the World Cup. If you've watched any of the Squidge Rugby analysis, like I asked you to, which you probably haven't, because you've been a very busy boy, and I get that. Do they bring him straight back in, or do they stick him on the bench? Don't know, mate. It depends whether it's been a tactic from the start, doesn't it? Like, uh, you know, have have they been uh, get, getting him ready for this third test, or yeah. or is he is he literally just back from injury and and, and not match fit and the rest of it? But um, I, I think they'll probably start him um, either way um, if, yeah, if I... he's fit and ready to go. But you just uh, take him off if he's not going to manage a full yeah, anywhere exactly. near a or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, you would have thought a forty minutes would be better than no minutes, wouldn't you? Yeah. So that's going to be an added little bonus for the uh, British and Irish Lions to deal with. Anything else you want to chat about, mate? Or do you feel we've kind of ranted and covered everything that we wanted to? 
No, I think that's it, mate. I was, I was, I was just disappointed we couldn't uh, sort of get together for me to go on last year. I was feeling really buoyant after the first test, and now I feel pretty deflated after the second one, mate. So yeah, I'd agree. I've missed this week, mate. No, I'd agree. I'd agree, mate. All right, buddy. Well, listen, I'll say goodbye. Freddie will say goodbye. Bye. Bye. And we'll, Bye. Um, we'll see you again soon. Okay, mate. All right, buddy. Look you take care. Forward to, look forward to discussing the Lions 2-1 series victory next week. Oh, please, mate. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, buddy. Catch you later. Enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers, mate. And you. Will do. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to us. Um, that brings episode six to a conclusion. We will be back next week where we will obviously give our overview of the final test between the British and Irish Lions and South Africa on their tour. Um, we'll also let you know uh, what's going to be kind of coming up for us um, over the next sort of months and lead up into the Gallagher Premiership's return. Obviously, we are available on all major platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts and YouTube. So go over there, give us a like, give us a follow, check us out on there. Ollie is still kicking it up on Instagram at top2inchesrp as well as I am over on the uh, cesspit that is Twitter. Um, what else is there to say? Uh, I think that's about it, really. Um, we will be back, like I said, next week. So catch you then.